The word multimedia is the use of a variety of artistic or communicative media using more than one medium of expression or communication. Café is a type of establishment that serves coffee and is known as a place where information can be exchanged. The following is the audio version of the Multimedia Café. Welcome to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Multimedia Cafe Week in Review is a best of of the interviews we've had during the week during the Multimedia Cafe. Of course, the Multimedia Cafe is heard Monday through Friday. It's an hour-long program. We bring you exclusive interviews every day. And these are the best of. These are just a collection of a couple interviews that we've had that kind of seem to hit the trigger buttons, if you will, on uh, topics of the day, topics du jour. And so who do we got on today's program at the Multimedia Cafe? Austin Jennings III talks about the energy exposition happening June 25th through the 27th in Gillette, Wyoming. Gives an overview of the speakers, sponsors, exhibitors, Talks about the drone footage that's going to be used this year as well. And Proposition 112 in Colorado is going to be talked about at the Expo. few people are going to be speaking on that. And then we get into the essence of capitalism. How it seems to be preserved in the oil and gas industry as well as community development. Just some of those roots still are shining true within the energy industry. Environmentalism industry promotion, and how the industry is changing due to retirees is also discussed with Austin Jennings III. Of course, then we talk about the Energy Exposition, once again happening June 25th through the 27th in Gillette, Wyoming. I'm going to be there as well as Austin Jennings. Then we speak with Joseph Tripke, Oil Field Water Connection. He explains their conference they have going on in Houston, Texas. Water's discussed in details. I'll tell you what, folks. Water is the new frac sand in terms of uh, energy, but in terms of business, boy, it might be the new gold boom. Uh, you know, investments, landowners, surface rights, infrastructure, production. There's all kinds of issues going on right now in water. And each one of those issues needs a solution, and generally solutions come with profit. At least they do in today's world. Or subsidies. Well, we'll leave that for another day. All right, that's what we've got on today's program. Austin Jennings III, Joseph Tripke. We're going to talk about the energy exposition. We're going to talk about the oil field water connection, plus much, much more on today's episode of the Multimedia Cafe. I'll tell you what, I want to get right into the interview right now with Austin Jennings III. I'm Austin Jennings with the energy exposition out of Gillette, Wyoming. Thank you for joining the program here today and this Energy Expo. Boy, I tell you what, I'm looking at your website right now, energyexposition.com, and I click on the Expo speakers, the exposition uh, uh, featured speakers, excuse me. Boy, you've got quite a bit of uh, heavyweights signed up for this. Talk to me about uh, your your speakers. Let's kick this off with the main event right away, man. You've got some heavyweights for this event. Thank you. That's uh, out of all the information that's on our website, this is a good place to start. So uh, I would say um, 
our industry networking dinner, that's what we call it, the first evening of the first day of the expo. Um, you know, so just imagine, you know, all the booths and the traffic and all the networking and everything um, all day long. And then we kind of go into a cocktail hour and uh, then everybody goes and uh, takes their seats and eats dinner and uh, then, like you said, our, our big hitters come up there, and um, I, I think we got a good one. And we also have an amazing, amazing country band that night, and uh, it's, it's just going to be—it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of networking. Uh, so to start off with our speakers, um, I'm, I'm sure you're aware, and a lot of people are in, in the Rocky Mountain region, uh, what's going on in, Col- in Colorado with oil and gas. Um, they had the Proposition 112 last year that the people voted down for setbacks, but then the government came back and uh, just kind of pushed through their own rules uh, for you know anti-oil and gas. So we are having um, the the CEO of COGA, Colorado Oil and Gas Association, um, doing opening remarks. So he'll be there, kind of to let everybody know this is what happened to us. Let's try not to have this happen, you know, further north, up into Wyoming and North Dakota, stuff like that. Um, so um, Dan Haley will be there, and then we have another Dan, Dan Eberhardt, um, with Canary, is CEO of Canary, and he's they're also based out of Colorado, but they're all over the country. Um, I don't know if you ever watch. Uh, CNN or Fox News or, or any cable news network at night, if they call in um, an expert in the oil and gas industry, uh, Dan Eberhardt is, um, is is one of those guys that they call in to, to you know, fill in everybody or maybe in some cases debate um, what's going on in the, in the oil and gas industry. So he's, he's a super, super intelligent guy. A lot of people have seen him probably on, on, on TV. So he'll be coming in, coming in. And um, we had uh, Liz Cheney, U.S. rep of Wyoming, Liz Cheney, as our uh, as a speaker, uh, and she agreed to do this last year. She's a wonderful person, a family friend, um, and, and a big, big advocate and a fighter for oil and gas, especially in Wyoming. So she had agreed to uh, to do it, but then when the the uh, <laughs> Trying to not get too political here, but when the Democrats retook the House um, last year, then the schedules were changed, and unfortunately, she won't be able to make it in person. So what we did is uh, here recently is um, we have her, um, Senator Barrasso of, of Wyoming, and Senator Mike Enzi, who is from Gillette, doing a live feed from um, from the U.S. Capitol which is going to be really, really cool. Um, so we'll have all three of them, and they will be taking questions and, and uh, entertaining the crowd afterwards as well. So that's going to be a kind of a new kind of thing that, that we're trying, and uh, I think it's going to be great. And then um, the new governor of Wyoming, uh, Mark Gordon, is our keynote speaker. So it's going to, it's going to be an interesting night, like you said, some big hitters. Um, and then we go into... The fun time with uh, Chancey Williams and the Younger Brothers Band. And if you haven't heard them, they are skyrocketing in popularity to the top. Um, they've got some really great songs out right now. They opened up for the um, Las Vegas National Federal uh, Federation Rodeo 
last year. So great big deal, great big band, really nice guys from Wyoming. Um, and they're going to, they're going to put on a 90 minute set, you know, um, while everybody's drinking and networking and it's, it's just going to be, it's just going to be amazing. Yeah. If you haven't heard them, he's on our, our uh, homepage too. So if you want to kind of get familiar with Chauncey Williams and the entertainment for that evening, uh, we have some songs on there and some videos. It's just, it's just going to be wonderful. Mr. Austin Jennings III, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought for just a moment or two. We're going to take a quick pause. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Austin Jennings III with the Energy Exposition happening June 25th through the 27th in Gillette, Wyoming. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. I feel the wind chill down to my toes, well, I'm glad I don't live too far away. Well, the moonlight shining on my walk home, I'm breathing in cold air, exhaling smoke. So quiet, I can hear it all. And I'm walking out. Historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects, groundbreaking, with construction resuming in early 2019. The Davis Refinery. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. Coming up next, we continue the conversation with Austin Jennings III with the Energy Exposition. You know, we always try to do the, the cutoff time, and it doesn't obviously work out that way <laughs> um, all the time. So, yeah, we, we try to wrap it up around 11, but... Um, you know, we're a, we're a family-owned and operated show, and we've been doing this 20 years, and, you know, we don't um, – I, I know some of these larger companies go to, you know, big shows in other states, and they had union decorators and union electricians and, you, you know, all these rules, and we just don't. You know, we've, we've been in this industry. My my grandfather worked uh, for Chevron and retired from Chevron. My, my father, who is also part of the Energy Exposition, the founder – he um, has been in the oil and gas industry his whole life. Um, so these are our people, and, and uh, we want to make these connections for them and the, the, the networking. And so, yeah, so 11 o'clock, <laughs> yes. But, uh, you know, we've had some, some, some really good years where it goes uh, long into the night. Sure. So it makes for a, a rough morning the next morning, but we're all troopers and professionals. So. Well, that, that is one together. thing I have noticed about the energy industry. They do a pretty good job of policing themselves for anything that gets out of hand. You know, they, they've got, yeah. they seem to have some pretty civil fun, if that makes sense. Oh, I'm gonna, if you don't mind, I'm going to use that <laughs> civil fun because that's exactly what it is. Um, you know, like I said, we there's there's a lot of networking and there's a lot of business and there's a lot of deals being made that day. 
everybody's super professional, but you know, everybody knows how to have a good time as well. And, and, and we like that. We allow that. And it's, it's part of us. Well, and part of it too is, you know, yeah, there's a little bit of the work hard, play hard mentality from time to time, but they also understand they got to be up the next day to get some work done. You know, I mean, they're, they're, they're here, you yes. know, and you got the music playing play and everything else, but I'm looking at your schedule here and 7 a.m., man, you guys are kicking the eggs off or the breakfast or whatever the heck yes. you guys are serving. So 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., it looks like game on again the next day, huh? Well, that makes that, that and that's both mornings. So imagine that. Oh, Wednesday. that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So imagine that Wednesday that we were just talking about. If you started at 7 a.m., which I absolutely um, would suggest everybody show up for that. Um, what we try to do is get um, the, the local operators in before, you know, if they can't make it to the show during the day, we try to get them in before our work, their work day. Sure. So. We have this. Uh, we have this breakfast, and um, you know, we try. We try to get those attendees and those operators in there that normally couldn't make it during the day in there to uh, hang out with our exhibitors and see what we're doing, and and uh, you know, just uh, share a meal with everybody. And you know, you we've know, done that. We've done that for many years, and it's worked out really well. But before we get into Thursday, June twenty seventh. Uh, by the way, the, the event. I'm looking at it, and it says, you know, Monday. June 24th, the exhibitors start to set up. I was going to ask you if this is one of those uh, events where people set up things in the parking lot or they bring in heavy, you know, kind of equipment. And I see you've got heavy equipment on here. So uh, I've never been to this show before. So give me the 5,000 foot view, if you wouldn't mind. Sure. And speaking of that, um, we will have drone footage. We'll have drones outside. So all the outside exhibits, the exhibitors will... um, be featured in our promotions, our video promotions and upcoming for 2020. And we'll be able to share that uh, drone footage with them as well. So yes, we do have outside with this uh, space. It's relatively inexpensive, especially if you buy an indoor booth, you get a 50% discount on your outside booth. But yes, heavy equipment and we've had some some big ones. So we do start uh, Monday um, if if, uh, people need to start setting up outside. and just a side note, we have set up a full pumping unit, a full pump jack inside the Wyoming Center before. So for guy, uh, companies like that, that that need that extra time, um, yeah, we start Monday. Um, one of the cool things, too, so imagine, kind of imagine this on the outdoor exhibits. Um, that night, the first night of the expo <clears throat> at the industry networking dinner where we have our speakers and then we have our band, everybody's coming out. At 11-ish, we'll say, um, they're coming out, and obviously it's nighttime, right? Well, we have key energy services in the front custom booth in the center that they're going to set, set up a full rig. And at the top of that rig is Seymour Energy. Um, it's the letter C-M-O-R, energy services, and they have what they call their crown jewel, and it's a 300-pound um, light that they put at the top of the of rigs and it lights up the whole place like it's like it's daylight it's it's quite amazing so you're going to be you know uh enjoying yourself at the dinner and the van and all this stuff and you're going to walk outside to these outdoor exhibits and it's just going to be lit up like it's daytime so we also have rms cranes that has a really big booth in the center and they'll be assisting the other exhibitors with outdoor exhibits um, to unload and set up their heavy equipment as well. 
So we're going to have some, some big stuff out there, some really cool stuff that it's going to kind of tie into to the inside stuff uh, at the expo. And it's, it's going to be great. And talk to me a little bit about the exhibitors. Uh, who, who can people expect? I'm sure you've got repeating customers every year. Anybody new this yes. year? Uh, you did mention, uh, or at least in, in my listening, I, I understand you're still accepting people to be exhibitors. So go ahead and uh, give yourself a little bit of plug and some of those people who are sponsoring you guys. Sure. So we have, um, like you said, we, uh, we have returning exhibitors every year. We've been doing this for 20 years. Um, so do expect to see, I mean, the, the very first company that signed up last year has, has been us, with us for probably 15 years. Um, and that's Fuse It Pipe and Supply. Uh, one of the coolest names, Ringo Dooley. Uh, for some reason, I just like his name. He's a great guy. Ringo Dooley um, has been on the program before. Really? Oh, of course. He, he, in fact, in fact, he was, a, <laughs> I want to say, the first or second year that we were in business here at The Crude Life. Ringo Dooley, because you never forget a name like that. Absolutely right? not. Yeah, in fact, if people... <laughs> People go on Google search Ringo Dueling the Crude Life, Building the Bakken. They'll, they'll find that interview. Sorry. Anyway, go, go ahead. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I'm, I'm, hold on. I'm writing that down. Okay. So, so yes, we have <laughs> repeat exhibitors for sure. Um, and then kind of touching base on what's happening in Colorado. I mean, we're a, a Rocky Mountain-based um, uh, trade show and conference with a lot coming from every year from Texas and Oklahoma. But um, what we're seeing now is a lot of new exhibitors, um, a lot more from Colorado um, that want to set up satellite offices and do work in a more friendly state, um, friendly to oil and gas. And then we see a lot of Canadians. We always get Canadians, but um, this year they're having some issues, too, with um, anti-oil and gas and their government. So we have quite a few Canadian companies uh, making the trip down. So um, we'll have all of them. Uh, and then you mentioned sponsors. Sponsors for a first time uh, in 20 years have sold out quicker than they ever have. So we had to come up with two more last week, um, two more sponsorship opportunities. But I'll tell you, um, Energy Solutions Corp, they saw, I didn't post on LinkedIn, I didn't do anything. All I did was put it on the front page of our website that uh, we had signed Chancey Williams and the Younger Brothers Band to perform. And they were looking for a sponsor. That's all they did. CJ Rigdon from Energy Solutions Corp out of Gillette called. And he says, uh, I'll take all three of those sponsors. And they're $5,000 each. So Energy Solutions Corp immediately sponsored the band. Um, Sunbelt Rentals immediately sponsored both T-shirt sponsorships. And I know this sounds probably kind of weird to some people. But our Expo T-shirt is a different design every year, and we really put a lot of, of artistic work into it. And it's almost, well, it has, it's become a collector's item. So everybody wants to know what the next Expo T-shirt is going to look like and, and what they're going to get. And um, I've, I've been in Colorado, Wyoming, um, up, up towards you guys, and I've, I've been at Home Depot, I've been at Walmart, and I see people wearing the Energy Exposition Exhibitor T-shirt. So Sunbelt Rentals picked that up, both of those sponsorships, because they didn't want anybody on the back with them as a competitor or, or, any, or, or any, anybody else. So they immediately picked that up. Mr. Austin Jennings III, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought for just a moment or two. We're going to take a quick pause. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Austin Jennings III with the Energy Exposition happening June 25th through the 27th 
in Gillette, Wyoming. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. Gillette, Wyoming, the energy capital of the nation. The Wyoming Center at the Camplex, home of the Energy Exposition 20th Anniversary. June 26th and 27th, it's the longest-running oil and gas trade show in the Rockies. You go there, you get exposed. Register your company for a booth now. Attendees can pre-register online and bypass the crowds. Don't miss the industry networking dinner with keynote speaker, Governor of Wyoming, Mark Gordon. And guess who else? U.S. Rep Liz Cheney, U.S. Senators Mike Enzi and John Barrasso live feeds straight from the U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C. Then Chansey Williams and the Younger Brothers Band perform live on stage. Awesome. Oh, and don't forget the Energy Symposium. Join in the panel discussions on the new regulations and procedures. Discover how new large projects are going to benefit you, Wyoming, and the Rocky Mountain region. Like to golf or just network? Then check out the Expo Golf Tourney, benefiting the Gillette College Foundation on June 25th, hosted by Energy Solutions Corp and organized by Gillette Physical Therapy. Admission to the Expo is always free and the exposure is, you know, priceless. Energy Exposition and Symposium, June 26th and 27th, 2019. And you already know, we're gonna party like it's 1999. Find out more at energyexposition.com. Well, you can be my little pony, but be your big stud. You can be Bugs Bunny, I'll be Elmer Fudd. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. Coming up next, we continue the conversation with Austin Jennings III with the Energy Exposition. Or, any, or, or any, anybody else. So they immediately picked that up. Um, we have Republic Services, SciPro, Elite Energy Services. They all picked up the uh, speaker sponsorships for each one of our speakers at the Industry Networking Dinner. Um, and then we have cocktail sponsors. So that cocktail hour I was telling you about uh, from the first day on Wednesday leading into the industry networking dinner, um, people are going to be able to drink free on um, Energy Solutions Corp. again, Rebellion Energy and Complete Heat Frack Services. Complete Heat Frack Service has, also has an outdoor booth space. Um, our new ones are our lunch sponsors and our kickoff party sponsors, and we'll touch base on the kickoff party because that's another event. Um, and then we have quite a few um, breakfast sponsors for the breakfast that we talked about both mornings. So we have Extreme Precision, McCumber, Well Service, Arius Energy Services, which I believe is out of Canada, High Torque, which we, we've, um, they do lots of trade shows. They've done ours before, big, big company, um, R360 Environmental Solutions, and then again, our guy, uh, Fuse It Pipe and Supply, Ringo Dooley. 
So we have all we have all those sponsors, and we couldn't be happier. And like I said, we sold those out quicker than we ever have in, in 20 years. So. Did I answer all three of your questions? Well, I, I think so. I think, yeah, you got them all in there. Why not? Uh, talk to me a little bit about some of these uh, networking events. You know, some are, some of them, it sounds like uh, sponsors are picking up the check, but there are other instances where people are on their own, correct? Well, the and, and that's what you're probably seeing on our schedule right now. So lunch was just going to be... Um, um, a concession-based, you know, there's a, a beautiful kitchen in the Wyoming Center, and it was going to be a concession. I know concession's kind of a dirty word, like you think of a carnival, carnival but it'd be where you'd go up and you ordered your food and, and you know, whatever. Um, so now what we're trying to do, um, since we sold all those sponsorships quickly, is to get a couple lunch sponsors to easily take care of um, the bill, and everybody can just go up there and eat for free. Oh, like okay. They do, like they do our breakfast. So that's what we're looking for now. Um, so we're trying to switch that from where, where you go up to pay to where uh, it would be sponsored by one of our many wonderful sponsors. So as of right now, about, oh, call it a month before the actual expo, people are probably going to be on their own for the lunch, but maybe not, huh? Right. And that's, that's a good way to put it. And if you, um, if you look at our homepage, the dates that I just added, the lunch sponsorship and the kickoff sponsor opportunity was two days ago. So what had happened is we sold out of all of our um, sponsorship opportunities early in the year. And then I would get emails, Austin, what can we sponsor? What can we do? I'm like, they're all sold out. They're like, you got to come up with something. So two days ago, um, I came up with uh, the lunch sponsor to kind of you know, go in the same line as how we do the breakfast, where you can just show up and, and eat, and it's sponsored, you don't have to worry about anything. Oh, so. great, great, okay, well, hey, if somebody wants to sponsor, go ahead and give him a <laughs> yeah. shout out, he'll gladly take your money, and he'll gladly promote the heck out of you while people are having lunch, so, all right. And, and that's a good point, you know, we, again, being a, a family-owned and operated uh, trade show company, we, you know, our, our, our sponsorships, the money that you sponsor, goes right into whatever you're sponsoring. So we don't, you know, we don't uh, say, well, it's going to cost us, uh, you know, fifteen thousand dollars to put the band on, but we're going to sell the sponsorship for twenty-five and pocket ten. We don't do that. So everything that you sponsor, every, everything that you, your funds are all going towards that sponsorship. That's the one thing I really like about the oil and gas industry, you know. I mean, anybody that tries to get any fake bells and whistles going, they get called out and, you know, <laughs> weeded out pretty quick, you know what I mean? And yeah. so just kind of the, the, the straight the, the straight scoop every now and then, they really appreciate that. So this is kind of, I like this, uh, you know, like, hey, you know what? L- lunch might be on you, but there's a good chance that it might be picked up by a sponsor. So, you know, sorry, we don't have the full information. A lot of people would have run from that, you know. A lot of that they, they would have had a hard time saying that, but in the oil and gas industry, yeah. it's understood. It's just understood. Yeah. You know, people are doing the best they can every day. And that's, that's one of the things I love about it is that they do understand that, you know, people really are trying their best every day and, you know, cut them some slack, give them some time and watch the results happen. And yeah. I, I'd like to just give a little plug off of that to um, our premier media partner, Bakken Oil Business Journal. Mary Edwards up there. She is a hustler. Um, she's just amazing. We worked with her for years, and she uses that same type of uh, description. Or you know, it's like you know, we're we're all in this together. 
we're all in this together, you know, and um, whatever we can all do to make this better for everybody else and everybody else's company and their, you know, or it's probably a small business or which trickles down to their family. You know, the oil and gas industry, I think, is is a is a slightly different um, group of people. and, And I just love it. Do you mind if I ask you a question outside of the uh, Energy Expo, as long as you just made that comment you did? Yes, go ahead. So uh, one of the things that we've been tracking for probably the last five years, just periodically, and every now and then we go on a little bit of a run with it, depending on the guests. And you've been in this industry for quite a long time, so I'll, I'll call you an expert in this field. Uh, the, the industry, by, say, 2022, about... 50 to 70% of it will be retired, meaning a whole new wave of people will be in from, you know, Gen Xers to millennials to probably, I don't know, Gen Zs by then, who knows. But there, there is a big shift happening here. And there's almost like a vetting process going on to make sure that this new, in, this new generation that is coming in, because it's really quite over 50% of, a gener, of, of an industry shift, they have a certain understanding and respect for the industry that's been built so that they understand yes. the relationship between the landowner and the energy company. That, 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 that was a hundred year relationship and to see it just dissolve over the course of like what's going on in Colorado, for example, um, that that's why we revisit this every now and then to bring this up because this is seems to be somewhat of a concern back and forth. And now, like I said, with the Colorado, even bleeding into Wyoming a little bit with the federal judge um, putting yeah, putting that memorandum yeah. on, on some of those leases. That's the first time I've heard about it in my lifetime. Uh, talk to me a little bit about that retirement, the vetting process, the respect for the industry, just kind of based on what we just kind of talked about. Yeah, well, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and so I, I think I kind of gave you my personal um, story. So my, my grandpa worked for Chevron for, for decades and retired. And my, my father, Kit Jennings, was um, uh, has always been in the oil and gas industry, has owned companies in the oil and gas industry. Um, he was a um, two-term state senator of Wyoming. Um, so he brings a lot of, um, you know, I'm not using clout in a bad way, but, uh, you know, because every, every, the government's involved in everything the oil and gas industry does. Right. So he has, he, he has, um, some know-how, you know, he has, he has information and, and background that, that normal people wouldn't. So that, that helps out tremendously. And then, um, and then here I am at 41 years old. Right. So that's our, that's, that that's the way we're doing it. And I respect everything that my father has done in the past and my grandfather. And I see that from these <clears throat> these younger guys that you're talking about the, the, that are kind of, you know, that 50%, right? And I, I see nothing but respect, nothing but respect. And I'm not just saying this from, you know, you know a biased opinion because I'm, I'm trying to fill a trade show. That's just what I see, and, and uh, I, I think it's wonderful. And that was Austin Jennings III with the Energy Exposition and Symposium happening June 25th through the 27th in Gillette, Wyoming. To listen to the full-length interview or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. The Multimedia Cafe is part of the Crude Life Media Network. Check out our social media links. 350,000 followers if you add up our network. Go to thecrudelife.com and click on the social media tab. 
My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. Gillette, Wyoming, the energy capital of the nation. The Wyoming Center at the Camplex, home of the Energy Exposition 20th Anniversary. June 26th and 27th, it's the longest running oil and gas trade show in the Rockies. You go there, you get exposed. Register your company for a booth now. Attendees can pre-register online and bypass the crowds. Don't miss the industry networking dinner with keynote speaker, Governor of Wyoming, Mark Gordon. And guess who else? U.S. Rep. Liz Cheney, U.S. Senators Mike Enzi and John Barrasso live feeds straight from the U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C. Then Chansey Williams and the Younger Brothers Band perform live on stage. Awesome. Oh, and don't forget the Energy Symposium. Join in the panel discussions on the new regulations and procedures. Discover how new large projects are going to benefit you, Wyoming, and the Rocky Mountain region. Like to golf or just network? Then check out the Expo Golf Tourney, benefiting the Gillette College Foundation on June 25th, hosted by Energy Solutions Corp and organized by Gillette Physical Therapy. Admission to the Expo is always free and the exposure is, you know, priceless. Energy Exposition and Symposium, June 26th and 27th, 2019. And you already know, we're gonna party like it's 1999. Find out more at energyexposition.com. Meridian Energy Group of Belfield, North Dakota, is building the most technologically advanced oil refinery on the planet, the Davis Refinery, a project designed to achieve emission control levels the industry has never seen before. The Davis Refinery, working for North Dakota. MeridianEnergyGroupInc.com. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Coming up next, we talk with Joseph Tripke with the Oilfield Water Connection. My name is Joseph Tripke, and my company is the Oilfield Water Connection. Outstanding. Thank you for joining the program here today. Uh, upcoming conference, uh, June 21st. Talk to me about that, and give me the name of that one more time. Yeah, the, uh, the conference of the Oilfield Water Identifying and Financing the Right Solution Conference, um, as you mentioned, coming up June 21 in downtown Houston at the Petroleum Club. And it's a one-day event that kind of really focuses on the business, market, and finance issues going on in the oilfield water management industry today. Talk to me a little bit about the water industry, how that's changed over the last, I don't know, um, as far back as you want to go. I mean, even over the last five years, it seems the water industry has changed pretty significantly due to a lot of the shale plays. I think mean, it's exactly right. Um, I think it's it's always been a part of this industry. I mean, you you've got some really great technical resources that that date back decades um, in terms of information sources and conferences. You know, even in, in conventional um, assets before the shale industry, uh, water was was always an issue. Um, you know, from everything to, to drilling to, you know, the production side. But I think that the, the rush that we've seen 
particularly in the Permian and the Midcon, you know, with the stack and scoop over the last couple of years, uh, you know, call it five to ten years, there has been a, um, a an increasing focus on the the water side, and again, not only on the, the freshwater side, but also on the, the water that we're producing and what to do with it all. So, um, as we look at the space today, we think the the problem set has evolved from um, a technical uh, you know, sort of issue to one that is probably going to be solved by business model evolution, corporate strategy, and and financing these solutions at this point. So that's kind of where our focus is. Talk to me a little bit about the conference here. Some of the things it's gonna it's gonna touch on a little bit more specific, if you will. I know that the the conference name kind of gives an overview of what what it entails, but a few things I'm thinking off the top of my head. Uh, farmers are selling water to oil companies now. You know, t- taking their water rights and send selling them. Um, I, I know in the Bakken and the Permian the amount of uh, water needed was was underestimated and, and kind of recalculated over the past several years, that sort of thing. Just there's a couple examples, just I'm, I kind of fired at you a little bit. I have no idea if these are going to be talked about at your conference or what, but talk to me a little bit about, you know, the speakers, some of the things that they're going to talk about, a little more of the specifics involved, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, absolutely, Jason. That's a good, it's a very good question. I think, um, you're right. The volumes have increased. There's a lot of, there's a lot of different facets and angles to this problem. This is not like a drilling rig where it's fairly cut and dry and there's only so many, you know, different offshoots that you could go. I think the landowner issue that you mentioned there is a really interesting one. And in the Permian in particular, lately we've seen a lot of ranch transactions. I think we'll see a lot more. Um, at really high valuations that have to do with water uh, surface rights right away, um, freshwater supply, as well as the disposal assets. So that will certainly factor into our discussion um, at this event where we're talking about kind of optimizing and putting together the right package of water midstream service and disposal infrastructure. And that certainly brings into play how do we build and solidify relationships within the community with ranchers uh, with water rights owners, right? So I think that that topic will factor into the whole day, pretty much every panel that we have set up. But, you know, a couple of the discussions that I'm particularly excited about are um, our keynote speakers is Peter Bowden. He is the, the lead energy investment banker at Jefferies. He's got over $200 billion uh, worth of, of transactions that he's advised on. And everyone I've talked to uh, about Peter um, has a great story to tell. I mean, this is one of the most respected investment bankers I've ever encountered, and I think his views um, are going to set the tone for the day in terms of laying out the, the landscape for uh, for the M and A that the activity that we're seeing. I and mean, I'm sure you, you and your listeners have seen, you know, the Water Bridge deal last week. Um, we had a, an IPO this morning that, that has a heavy water component. So, um, investment banks have been very busy working on this water opportunity, and I think Peter's going to catch everyone up to speed on on what's going on with that. Um, then, of course, we'll dive into, you know, what the model of the future looks like. We've got several panels discussing the the evolution of the water midstream model and how E&P operators are increasingly relying on third-party companies to handle their water. I and mean, that's a big change uh, in mindset, and not everyone's on board with it yet. So how do we get there? How do we professionalize the sector um, and turn it into a profit center will be a theme throughout the day. 
taking a look at some of the other topics that are on here. How about when it comes to the the recycling and the reusing world, that sort of thing? Um, the, the whole idea, obviously, behind maximizing and becoming efficient with that side of the the water business has always been a dream, and sometimes it's just pie in the sky. So uh, is that going to be talked about at all in, in this conference, that, that reuse, that, that recycling the water? Yeah, absolutely. So we've got an expert uh, that will be talking about the technology side and, and the economics of that at, uh, at our, on our 2 p.m. Um, panel, which is titled What to Do with the Water. And so that's kind of really focused on how do we, um, you know, how do we maximize reuse and, and what are the economics behind it? You know, a couple of themes that I mentioned there to you too, Jason, is that, you know, from our own research, um, Clearly, there is a trend now towards more and more recycling, and I think what's really changed on that, you mentioned it's been pie in the sky in the past, and I agree with that characterization. I think what's changed is that the quality thresholds have come down for EMP operators. We're increasingly seeing operators being willing to take um, you know, water with, with less robust treatment. Um, in some cases, as, as simple as just running it through a 25 micron screen, throwing some bacteria side in it and then piping it over to the next well, um, you know, in, in the most extreme cases. And so I think in the past it's been, well, we've got to get this water extremely clean and that's really cost prohibitive. And I think as that thresholds come down, it's enabled more operators to increase the percentage of recycled water. And that was Joseph Tripke with the Oilfield Water Connection. To listen to the full-length interview or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. The Multimedia Cafe is part of the Crude Life Media Network. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter. All of those social media links can be found at thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. That's going to do it this week for the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. We'd like to thank you folks very much for tuning in and joining us. This week, we'll be back next week at this time on this radio station. And for those of you who are listening to us on the internet, maybe on a streaming link or perhaps maybe downloaded one of our podcasts available on iTunes and other podcast platforms, we'd like to thank you very much. The radio station thanks you. We thank you for choosing us to be part of your content. There's a million people out there doing a million different types of content. I mean, I saw a couple birds the other day in the backyard hosting a podcast on my my bird feeder. Everybody's doing a podcast. So thank you very much for choosing us to be part of your daily content. All right. We'd like to thank, once again, Austin Jennings III with the Energy Exposition, June 25th through the 27th in Gillette, Wyoming, for coming on the program. And Joseph Tripke with the Oilfield Water Connection and the Water Connection Conference happening in Houston, Texas. From the staff here at the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review, my name is Jason Spies, asking you to savor life and enjoy the spice. Historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects, groundbreaking, with construction resuming in early 2019. The Davis Refinery, 
Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. 